Welcome to the Mining Your Business podcast, a show all about process mining, data science, and advanced business analytics. With me, as always, my colleague Jakob Hayuman. Hello, Patrick. You know, it has become impossible to ignore the fact that we have not had a single woman guest on our show, as has been pointed out to us by even my own mother. <laughs> Today is the day that this trend ends, as Christine Hunter, VP of of marketing at Salonis and Gabriella Gallic, manager at Deloitte, are joining us today to talk about the Women in Process Mining Initiative and its importance in empowering women in tech all around the world. Let's do this. Before we dive into the episode, we have a special announcement from our guest here, Christine, about Women in Process Mining. So, Christine, go ahead. Thank you so much. Um, we're really excited to uh, to be here and extend a special offer or an invite to uh, the listeners of the podcast. We are going to be hosting our next Women in Process Mining uh, virtual meetup on August 19th at 11 a.m. Eastern Time or 5 p.m. CET. And during that meetup, we are going to be hearing from two powerful women in the field uh, as they share their experiences on making the case for process mining within their organization. So we invite you to register for this meetup. You can do that through the Women in Process Mining LinkedIn group, or you can also uh, do that through a link that will be posted in the show notes of this podcast episode. We hope to see you there. Thank you very much. And now let's get into it. It took us precisely 41 episodes to get a female perspective on the podcast. Not that we wouldn't be, wouldn't, uh, there wouldn't be a talented women out there alone in process and the pool of talent among our female colleagues is, is huge. But, uh, unfortunately, we've encountered some resistance when, uh, invited. Um, today, this will finally and luckily change. Uh, we will have not one, but two uh, smart and influential women on uh, our process mining uh, show who are creating something very specific for uh, the women community and to empower women to actually go into the process mining field and, uh, you know, develop themselves, which is very interesting. And therefore, I would like to welcome to our show, Gabriela Gallic, uh, a manager at Deloitte with a strong focus on process mining. And Christine Hunter, uh, Vice President of Field Marketing in North America for Salonis. Gabriela, Christine, welcome to our show. Thank you so much. Glad Thank to be you. here. Thank you so much. <laughs> so, um, Gabriela, Christine, you have basically joined forces to build up a community by women for women. Um, the initiative is called Women in Process Mining, and we will surely get into that in a moment. But before we do, uh, let's take a little step back and look also at your careers and how you ended up where you are right now. And therefore, I would say let's start with uh, Gabriela. And Gabriela, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring up something here on you because I'm following you on LinkedIn. And uh, recently <laughs> I saw there this, this, this post about an air fryer and process mining. <laughs> <laughs> I love um, that. <laughs> you, you must have seen this coming back to you at some point in some way. And here it is uh, publicly and, you know, on everyone's ears. Um, so, uh, where, uh, well, I mean, the question is how or, or, or what way is air fryer connected to process mining? <laughs> <laughs> That's a really good question. And I hope... Um, You'd need to tell me afterwards if you also have an air fryer. If not, I would record, definitely recommend <laughs> to have one. And I tried it out and I just love this gadget. Yeah. But um, yeah, that's a funny story. So basically how an air fryer can be uh, connected to process mining is very easy because um, every basically transaction we do as a consumer, right? When we, for example, ordering something online, um, this is getting captured in um, the source system or the databases from companies, right? And and if you place the order, this order gets processed. Um, um, somebody needs to get these products from the warehouse or the retailer needs to order these products from the manufacturer. These are all processes, right? Order processes. And that's why um, you can connect um, an, an order or ordering an air fryer to process mining very, very easily because it's a process how to get your air fryer home. And then, of course, you have some, I would say, pitfalls or um, inefficiencies in a process what happened also to me what i explained on linkedin basically i had an expected delivery date when i ordered the air fryer and they said yeah they will order and they will deliver it in five days but then it turned out that um, the air fryer wasn't on stock at all so 
I still paid it and I waited for it almost two weeks and nothing happened. And when I called the customer service, they said, yeah, well, it's out of stock. And then I realized like, okay, how is it even possible to order (laughs) a product or an air fryer online if it's out of stock? And these questions, um, we also answer in our jobs or generally with process mining, um, but with big customers, right? Um, And saying, okay, um, how does your ordering process look like? How does your supply chain look like, right? Um, why didn't you order on time? Um, where do you have the longest throughput times, et cetera, et cetera. And that's why and how an air fryer purchase can be connected to process mining. <laughs> what a great introduction to our process mining episode. Um, <laughs> Uh, to, to go also into your career, so uh, very interesting and also very entertaining companies that you already worked with, you know, starting in Selenis as a data scientist. And for our listeners, there is also a little circle in this as uh, Gabriela, if I recall correctly, also worked with uh, the founders of our company with uh, Andreas Kletzel and Thomas Kerschbaum. So uh, very interesting history there. And you basically worked yourself up also to now that you're in, a, in a consulting in uh, Deloitte. And everything. And my question actually is whether, since you are now based also in New York, whether the the dreams really do come true in New York. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, for me, yes, personally, right. Um, so maybe when I quickly start what I did um, in the last year. So I started with process mining in 2016, exactly. So my first um, yeah company I worked for was um, yeah. Telonas, where I started my um, process mining journey. But before that, I also had process mining in um, university. So we had it as a course. So back mm-hmm. then, I learned a lot of, about process mining. And um, we used Disco back then, yes, which is very common in, in uh, the research field. And then, um, yeah, I kind of fell in love with process mining, the technology and um, what you can do with it. Um, and, um, afterwards I, um, worked for the BMW and I did a lot in business intelligence. Uh, I was a scrum master there for a business intelligence project for the accounts payable process. But then I quickly realized doing business intelligence that I missed doing process mining because it's special and different. And that's why I joined Deloitte in 2018 and, um, in Munich back then. And yeah, since then I'm here. And um, what I do at Deloitte is basically I'm a project manager for process mining projects. So we help our clients um, to um, yeah, work with process mining software tools. We help them analyze their processes, optimize their processes and um, identify um, yeah, value for process opportunities or inefficiencies. Yeah. And um, as you said, exactly last year, September, I moved to I had the opportunity to move to New York City with Deloitte, which was always a dream of mine. Um, I also studied in the U.S. Um, in my bachelor's. Um, I have a lot of friends here in the U.S., I'm honest with you. And um, yeah, I was just curious working here and um, being kind of, um, yeah, somewhere where the process mining market kind of just started or is younger than in Europe, basically. And it's just nice to be in a um, team where... Everything's kind of, yeah, starting to develop um, within the market. And that's why I can say maybe dreams come through. Yes, exactly. Because I'm very proud that I could have this opportunity. Yeah. Um, what would you say is the most startling thing when looking back at your um, long and tenured experience with process mining from the very beginning in 2016 to now? What has been the most startling thing that you have seen develop in the, in the space? Um, it's just... Um, it's great to see how this developed from kind of, as I'm where should I start? Process mining back then, especially this company I work for, it was nobody know, know, knew what process mining is, right? And it was a very new technology and still is. And um, it's just, and I was one of, I, I was doing kind of a proof of concept where we need to explain to customers what process mining is, what they can do. And we went there. Um, um, analyze the process within two weeks and then um, hope that we will get a project again, right? And work with them together and, and they will apply process mining. And it's just great to see how companies are adopting process mining or how comp- uh, companies have adopted process mining in the last couple of years. And they integrating process mining as kind of in, in their organization. They have built dedicated teams who only do process mining, right? And I think this is kind of, 
a great thing, thing to see. And this is something what also inspires me uh, for the mm -hmm. future where I'm saying, this is so great what I've saw in the last six years. And I think the way forward is much bigger and there's so much to come. Mm -hmm. Very interesting. Uh, I'm very happy that we don't have to do the proof of value anymore, that we just show the numbers uh, that are coming on those slides. Like, look how, how much these customers saved. Let's do it. <laughs> no questions asked. <laughs> so that definitely improved. And that actually brings me to our uh, to our, our guest, uh, to, to you, Christine, because you are actually coming up with these numbers and then, you know, sending it out to the world and making our job, our consulting job and implementation job much easier because you create the awareness. And therefore, um, if you could also tell us a little more about your journey and how you ended up in a, in a process mining world, which uh, you know marketing is also probably a bit obscure thing to where where to end up in the first place. <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, I started my career working for a, a tech. I've always been in the technology space, um, and it's primarily been technology for manufacturers, which obviously has a really heavy. Um, emphasis on processes. But in the last company that I worked with, um, in I think it was in the last probably year and a half or so while I was there, I was introduced to another company uh, that had process mining capabilities. And uh, that company, the two companies were forming a partnership uh, together, and they were looking at applying process mining um, in the context of system transformation and moving from on-prem to the cloud and um, really being able to evaluate the processes um, along that way. So I was part of the uh, team that was bringing that partnership, the announcement of the partnership uh, to life. And that's how I first learned about uh, process mining. And then uh, not long after that, again, probably about a year, maybe later, um, I was approached by, by Salonis um, to consider a marketing position here. And so I continued the journey um, with with process mining. So obviously knew the technology, was familiar with the company because uh, I had a former colleague that had come to work for the company as well. So, and I thought um, as a marketer, one of the things that was really interesting for me um, was to be marketing a new technology, something that's in a new category that's being established. Um, and I had previously worked for in the ERP space, which is obviously a very established technology mm -hmm. uh, category. So when you're marketing, you're marketing a little bit differently. Um, people know the software, they're picking the vendor. And uh, in the world of process mining, especially in the US, we're still educating people on what process mining is. So there's a heavy focus on education. And mm -hmm. then obviously, positioning, um, you know, solutions to the problems that they they have as well. Now, I have to say, I am new to uh, marketing. I don't really know much about it. And you're also the first marketing person that we've had on the show. Yes. So I must ask, what does a VP of marketing actually do? <laughs> like, what's the day-to-day -day look like? This is probably the question that I get from friends and family, too. It's like, <laughs> explain to me exactly, because I have friends that are in education and you, you've been through it yourself. So you have a frame of reference. So um a, a VP of marketing could look different at different companies, but uh, in my role, uh, we really look at the market that we're serving and we team up with the sales team to understand how we're going to grow the business together. So what segments of the market are we going to go after? What's our ideal customer profile? Um, and then from there, we look at ways that we can get in touch with the um, with that ideal customer to generate new leads. So. Uh, my team together with me, we look at all of these sales goals and um, put together our marketing plan and our marketing calendar. And that could be a lot of different touch points. So it could be um, what are the, if we're in the retail space, what are the key industry events that we need to be at? Uh, what are the online magazines that retailers um, are reading so that we can advertise or promote our content in there? How can we continue to nurture the conversation um, with clients that maybe come to our website and start to do learning? How do we continue the journey uh, with them and maybe send them emails on a regular basis so they're continuing to get educated or invite them to a webinar um, or um, other, you know, we may send them something in the mail. So any sort of way that we can basically get in touch with them to generate new leads and then progress them forward to 
opportunities and close business. Obviously, the sales team's involved at, mm. at that stage, um, and that's where we partner very closely together. In 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 the sea of BI tools, is it different to market process mining as significantly different than your your average BI tool? I think it. I think it is, and I think some um, people, when you're learning something that's new, you always. I find that you look for something that's similar, just so you could anchor your mind in what it could be. Um, so if people do that for process mining, I could see where they make you know the connection. But it's so much more than that. It has so much more depth. And I think one of the big differences is the the real time you know nature. A lot of you know BI, you're looking at the past um, or looking at the the current state. But with process mining, you're really able to also um, envision what the future would be like and um, and take action within you know within the technology, which I think really sets it apart um, from other things that could be in a similar space. Now there has been uh, one specific ad uh, from Salon is that uh, it's just running through my mind every time uh, <laughs> I think about marketing of process mining. And that was this uh, huge campaign on there is a 100 million euro or dollars, actually, was mm-hmm. it US commercials trapped in your business. Um, did you have anything to do with this ad? <laughs> uh, I will say it was our amazing uh, corporate marketing team here that put that together. So my, uh, my role in it was more su- supporting and making sure that, you know, since I work so closely with the sellers in the field that, um, that they're leveraging that and using it to um, to send out uh, to their you know clients and and prospects and make them aware. But um, we've had that we've had some other brand campaigns as well um, that have been fun to do in the local markets in the U.S. and um, and as you said, help to raise awareness of of who the company is, but really ultimately um, what process mining is about. Well, I would say job well done. I, I <laughs> saw it uh, many, many times. Just kept popping on my algorithm on LinkedIn. So, so yeah, it lives in his head rent free. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> I'll pass along uh, the thanks to uh, to our team that put that Very together. Cool. They did a great job. Uh, now, uh, to moving on to actually our uh, core focus uh, topic of today's episode, which is uh, women of process mining. Um, how did so? Probably the first question would be: How did you guys even meet? Uh, at what mm-hmm. point? Uh, because I guess that precedes all of this initiative that you co-created. Then, yes, I could start, Gabby, if that's okay. Yeah, sure, go ahead. Yeah, so um, I think it was the fall of last year. I had uh, one of the sellers uh, within the company had uh, pinged me a link to a women in RPA community, actually, and. Um, I don't recall if he asked, do we, I, I can't even remember why he pinged it to me, but he did. And um, when I saw that, I thought, oh, I wonder if there's a women in process mining community out there. And so I started to look and I didn't find anything. And I thought, why isn't, <laughs> why isn't there? Um, you know, I had um, at that point probably been through two of our big company um, flagship events and I had heard women speakers. And so I'm like, I know obviously that there are women in this field and and they would love to gather together. So um, I pinged a few women internally within the company that I knew had been, you know, champions and advocates for women um, and asked them if they would, you know, get involved in a project um, like this. And um, as I did that, I um, connected with uh, a woman named Vivian who leads our or is the chair of our internal women and allies community at the company. And uh, she said, oh, you should meet this woman, Gabby. Um, <laughs> and so I quickly looked on LinkedIn and I saw that in her LinkedIn, I think it's bio or description, it had women in process mining. And I thought, I have to meet, I have to meet her. <laughs> and so I reached out and um and very quickly we got a chance to to connect um i think it was maybe in december of last year and then on into january and uh we both shared what our vision was for bringing together a community and we both had a little bit of a different um you know angle mm-hmm. same kind of core thing that we wanted out of the community but different ways of of getting there and i'll let gabby talk about talk about that but we said hey why not do this together um, that's part of, you know, kind of the spirit of bringing a community like this, uh, together. So that's how we 
got connected or kind of the, the onset of the idea from my side. Gabby? Exactly. Yeah, I mean, it was similar from my side because last, for me, it was November, December when I realized that um, we have so many initiatives out there, right? There are women in tech, we have women in AI, we have women in data science, women in um, BI, I think as well. So there's so many initiatives out there. And then it's currently kind of also the situation that women are still kind of underrepresented in the entire tech world. And I think um, if the latest numbers are correct, I think only 27% of all tech-related jobs um, are held by women, right? Mm -hmm. So um, that's when I realized, I think I want to do something. I want to change something. I want to support all the women in the space of process mining. So this was kind of a little bit of the motivation behind. And then what I did, exactly what Christine just explained, I um, yeah just put woman in process mining in my LinkedIn profile. And then a couple of weeks later, um, she she texted me and that's why how we connected, which I'm really glad about it. So that's why you see, you always need to put something on LinkedIn, but because you never know yes. who, <laughs> who are you, you going to meet, what possibilities you have, or um, yeah, who are you going to meet? So it's a great tool. I'm not doing advertising for LinkedIn, but I just want to say... Um, I'm glad that I did it. Exactly. Otherwise, we won't be sitting here today. So that's We why. already know you're doing advertising for air fryers. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, could you describe the, the women of process mining? Like um, you talked about that you aligned your goals and things like, can you describe um, in short kind of what the goals are of women in process mining? What should people be thinking of when, when they hear this initiative? Yeah, sure. So Go basically ahead. what we want to do um, with process mining, first of all, our vision is kind of to create kind of the biggest, um, largest community for women in process mining worldwide. And our mission is kind of to, to connect all um, leaders, uh, female leaders in, in who work, study, um, a research in the field of process mining or are just interested um, to learn more about process mining. And um, yeah, we want to connect uh, connect these women worldwide and um, to to build up a network so that they can learn from each other and um, yeah shape the future together. Uh, Christine, do you have anything? Yeah, to add? agreed. I think it's really about bringing their voices. There's so many women that even outside of process mining are at the forefront of um, transformation, whether that's in the tech field or you know in other fields. I mean, the first computer programmer was a was a woman um in the u.s there's a there's a movie i was telling gabby about it called hidden figures and there's so many women that were at uh, the forefront of getting you know taking astronauts to the moon and so women are present and are part of these transformational things that are happening in our society and in our businesses and so um that that was again a, a lot of the motivation is we know they are there how do we elevate um, them and, and really magnify their influence. And um, we thought about doing that in a couple of different ways. When I had thought about it, I uh, really coming probably from my marketing background thought we should do, you know, a regular event series um, where we bring these, you know, women together and they share and we kind of have panel discussions or in-person roundtables um, and have that on a regular basis. And uh, when Gabby and I talked, she also had a dimension that she was thinking about connecting mentors and mentees. So people that were earlier in their career in process mining, um, being able to connect them with someone who has gone down the road a little bit before. So as we've met with different women, as we've introduced the community, we found that there's so many different ideas that women have around how, what, how this community can serve mm -hmm. them. Um, either, again, through events, through mentoring. Um, it could even go through scholarships in, you know, in a future state. So we really think that there's a, a lot of opportunity um, within the community to, uh, to connect uh, with women in the field. And uh, so speaking of the current uh, state, uh, how does it really run? How, what are the initiatives that you're running that, uh, you know, fall under the umbrella of this uh, Women of Process Mining brand? Yes. So uh, we started out, um, I'd say, as an online uh, community via LinkedIn. Back to Gabby's, you never know what, what can happen on, on LinkedIn. Um, so we have uh, started and that's where, of course, you can find us. 
Um, so, uh, and people can follow uh, kind of the, the page and uh, request to join the LinkedIn uh, community. And then through that, we hold regular, um, both virtual gatherings as well as in-person gatherings as well. So we've had um, women across, again, a lot of different fields where they're coming and um, the, we actually have a next event coming up on the 19th of August. And in that, one, in that forum, we're going to have uh, two women that are speaking about uh, making the case for process mining and how they actually introduced it within their uh, organization and um, the steps that they took to bring it on board and, and kind of continue uh, the transformation. So, um, Gabby, you want to talk maybe about the, the website and mentor-mentee? Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. So um, LinkedIn is kind of the, the one thing where we shape our community and it's kind of to go to if you want to contact us. But on the other hand, we also have uh, just launched a website um, where you can learn more about our initiatives and all our founder team as well, because it's not just me and um, Christine, yes. they're more on the team. And um, yeah, so and then on the website, you can also apply becoming a mentor or a mentee. So uh, with the website, we also launched a mentorship program um, where we want to yeah offer um, all women in process mining uh, a mentorship where um, they can hopefully... Um, yeah, get as learn a lot from each other and just um, yeah shape their future or their work together in future. Exactly. Um, can I go back to the the meetups because I think this is really interesting. When you organize a community meetup, um, what goes what like all the things that go into the planning and um, everything that goes in before then. Um, was this the first time that you did something like this? And uh, if not, how did it go? Um, generally, what was the response like? Yeah, um, I'll say Salonis had previously um, done a couple of women in transformation type of um, panel discussions or, or webinars. So we had that and one of our founding team members is named Dina. And she had uh, created a lot of that content Um you know, kind of over the last couple of years. And so again, this was women in process mining was kind of a, another step in terms of, um, you know, kind of bringing women, you know, voices. So uh, we were able to, uh, again, through our founding team, identify uh, women and just put out the ask and say, would you, you know, be willing to come in the virtual format? It's really more like a panel discussion. And so um, those, uh, one of the founding team members, uh, Julie, she's reached out to a couple of her contacts and said, you know, this is the topic. Would you be willing to speak? And what um, I love about our format is that it is um, what we call closed doors. So it's actually not recorded. And that's mm -hmm. intentional because we want uh, people to be able to feel that they can uh, speak openly um, about their challenges and their learnings and uh, use that so that um, they can help others um, kind of take, you know, take those learnings and, uh, and kind of take better next steps as they move forward within um, their organization. So that's how we do the, you know, the virtual events, um, being able to identify women that are uh, speaking, and then that's promoted through the LinkedIn group, and then um, promoted through our networks as well. And we've had a really positive uh, response. We have, I think, almost 300 women now in the uh, LinkedIn uh, community. And so it is certainly growing um, on a on a weekly basis. We're seeing new new women that are being uh, pointed to it. And then on the in-person uh, events side, uh, we had the opportunity um, to do that alongside um, Salonis's world tour recently. And uh, Gabby got to participate in that as well. And that was, again, another really unique format in that um, you know, as part of the agenda, but there was no presentation. It was mm -hmm. us breaking up into uh, different groups, about six different groups. Um, and the topic there was gaining the seat at the table in digital transformation. And so we had different table topics um, and a moderator and not really a moderator, but maybe a, a host, a table host um, that facilitated the discussion. And uh, we spent about 20 minutes each table chatting. And then we took about 10 minutes at the end to hear from each group so that we were able to learn from each other because each table had a different question. Um, so we all got to learn a little bit different about kind of how were women keeping up with digital transformation, mm -hmm. 
what do women have that gives them a little bit of a different edge in the workplace? So what superpowers do women have that uh, we should really celebrate and, uh, and make sure that those are known? And, um, you know, what are some of the ingredients for success in, in digital transformation? So we were able to really tackle some of those topics in the meetups. Now, um, saying this, uh, you, you know, what would you pinpoint and some of the problems that especially in tech and this, this uh, high tech environment, uh, what kind of challenges and obstacles there are for the women to, to really uh, flourish and establish themselves among, among men as, as, you know, as I don't want to say equals because we have so many uh, great women in our team and I love working with them and they are doing great jobs. So at least in our company, I have to say that we are quite uh, equal in this. So it's great. Mm-hmm. But uh, maybe also from your experience, uh, where do you see that these issues are coming from and how does your uh, initiative actually help addressing them? I'll talk on one thing and Gabby, you may have a different perspective, but um, I think representation, uh, whether it's in gender or in kind of a, a racial sense is so important because um, I think when you're younger, you don't know what you don't know, right? So if if you've never seen someone in that field, you may just not think it's a path for you. And so you don't know how to to take the next steps to get there. So I think seeing women in tech more, and I think that's, again, part of uh, the um, motivation behind this, you know, community is really to pave the future together. In the future, you have to have these generations of women that are coming up, um, you know, to to build the future. And so, I think without seeing or hearing from them, it makes it challenging because you think, "Can I do that? Is there space for me there? How do I get started?" Um, so that's what I see again could be in this space or in tech, you know, in general. So I think there's obviously been a huge movement of, of trying to uh, advocate for women in tech through many STEM programs, you know, girls who code, lots of opportunities to expose, you know, girls and women to these, you know, opportunities. And, um, and that's kind of the, you know, first step. It could obviously then when you get in the workspace, um, you know, there's kind of a different element to it. But I, th- I think that's one of the, the key factors. Gabby, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I, I totally agree. And I, I want to add, I think it's very important to have kind of these role models, right? Because when you talk about, okay, what were the pitfalls? So um, I didn't have kind of a role model, a female tech role model when I was younger, right? When we look, for example, at big industry players like um, Jeff Bezos, um, Bill Gates, um, Elon Musk, right? Mark Zuckerberg, they're all men. And um and, and it's great, but right. But um, I think we need to. I want to. Oh, what we want to do is kind of change that world. That kind of younger girls, for example, have this role model, or will have a role model maybe in process mining that they can see. Okay, there is somebody I can look up to. Um, she did it. I don't. Be, I. I'm not afraid of doing process mining because it's a new technology. Or I don't understand it or whatever. So I think this is very important. Um, yeah, having these um, role models. And I think a different thing, what is also what we also need to close is definitely um, the, um, the pay gap um, because women are still not getting paid equally um, like men. I think in the tech industry, it's um, the distance is a little bit smaller, like in other um, industries, but it's still, it's not the same. So they're all things which kind of, um, yeah, motivates us or um, brings us to the point that we need um, a community or a network of women in, in process mining or in general women in tech to um, change the current situation to a better one. Now, being part of the movement of paving the way and forging the way for future women in tech, uh, in tech as a general, um, do you feel some sort of you know pressure or responsibility towards this community? Like, what what are your feelings with this with this growing movement here? Yeah, as I personally do, um, it's kind of my little baby, right? When you kind of and you build something up, when you're, I would not say I'm a entrepreneur. I think that's too much, but <laughs> that's too much. I think, but still, yeah, making an impact kind of is just great. And um, during my career in the last years, I always did something which is which had, had a social imp- uh, impact. For me personally, this was also always very important. Um, and um, I always wanted to do something to help 
others or the community or the society. And that's why I definitely would say we have um, a responsibility because um, when people look up, for example, to this community, right, or they have hopes in getting answers or a connection or support, And um, I have the responsibility to fulfill these needs or these dreams and to make them kind of happy um, and to feel supported. Yeah. I would agree. I think, um, I think that also fuels the pro you know, programming that we put together. It's as we've seen such a positive response to this community and so many people wanting to get involved, you really see that there is a need. And the, the better that we're able to, uh, to meet that need, um, I think it's enriching for us. It's very fulfilling, but then also, you know, for the women that are in the community. Um, now, having this community, can you think back also in your own paths and your own careers where you think that you could greatly benefit from what you created as of now? Then you would be, let's say you're looking at the... Uh, 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 Gabriela uh, a couple of years back, you know, still mm -hmm. finding his way, uh, her way in Salonis and uh, like she would be, okay, this community can really help me in this. Um, and what would be the moment? Yeah, so first of all, um, as a first of all, yes, um, I'm also similar to other communities I'm, I'm also part with where I say, oh, that if I would have been younger, I think I would definitely join this community just first of all, just first of all, to expand my network, right? I would have loved, okay, back then it wasn't not that many people doing process mining. So it was a little bit, um, it was harder to do that. Um, so I think expanding a network and see kind of, okay, what else is out there? And um, if you're, for example, in a very kind of man dominated industry or most of your clients or um, also men or, or the teams you work are are most of the time men it's just nice to have kind of a one you can speak up to and um, talk about your things at your job or at your work where you um, would not ask your boss for example directly right mm -hmm. and it just didn't happen in the as this as and I had I have some examples where I would have loved um, having kind of a female mentor um, in my space around me, which I can call because um, as a woman, and I, I cannot speak for everybody, but I had some situation where, where, which weren't not okay, um, where I said, okay, I think this needs to change, or, but I had nobody to talk to because yeah. my boss was a man and my other boss was a man too. And everybody, they had like a different perspective. So definitely. So um, I would have benefited from, from that. Yeah. I think the same, same for me. And I think what a community brings is it normalizes a lot of things that we go through a lot. A lot of times when we're just in our own, you know, thinking or in our own world, we may think, oh, we're the only one that's facing whatever challenge it is. But when you are part of a community and you kind of share, oh, I'm having this challenge at work or et cetera, then you quickly find that there are people that have gone through something that's similar. And so uh, that just normalizing that these things happen, I think is already a really, you know, great help. And then also being able to find solutions together. So um, you also mentioned this already, the this mentorship program that you have for women in process mining, is this part of um, kind of tackling that problem, you know, not knowing who to talk to, not knowing who to talk to about a specific topic that, that concerns women in particular? Is that part of the what the mentorship is aimed to tackle? For example, yes, exactly. So um, this could be one problem. And in general, the mentorship is there for you to, as, as um, Christine also said, right, um, how to deal with challenges or um, ask them specific questions you just don't know, right? Um, or you need to help with or just a little bit of guidance in your career. Because um, what we, for example, do, we ask the mentee particularly um, what do you hope to get out of this mentorship, right? So we're asking for their needs. Mm -hmm. What do you need? So it's very specific and personally and that it's not just a general mentorship well you can apply and that's it no you need to, you can come with a problem basically and then we will hope to match your 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 question or um your situation to a mentor which um has experience in that right um because we are also asking our mentors what are your superpowers right tell me how you would how a mentee would benefit from you And that's why that's how we could, um, um, yeah, we can tackle these problems and, and, and hopefully um, do the right match and, and help 
um, um, the mentee, but also the mentor. But I think the mentorship in general is kind of changing. We're, we're, we're reading and listening a lot to kind of also reverse mentoring. So it's not only one-sided, right? Kind of a mentor, uh, like supports a mentee. Yes, this is kind of, I think, um, the first thing to support because somebody who is not that experienced needs that support and guidance. But on the other hand, I think it's very uh, important or definitely sure that a mentor can also learn from the mentee because it could be that they are in different generations, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. uh, which could benefit also the mentor to do a mentorship with a younger mentee, for example. Um, yeah, I was about to ask, like, except of uh, women, who are the other target, uh, let's say, audiences in in for for your group and for the initiative? Like, can also uh, maybe it's probably more question uh, for for Christine. Could also let's say the 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 people with different backgrounds, such as marketing or sales, benefit from this organization and actually. Uh, not necessarily being this uh, tech-savvy people who are, for instance, searching for a job as a either consultant or you know a data scientist or engineer, but rather more on these other topics, such as everything else that doesn't require uh, coding, let's say. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, I think there's so many uh, different connections you know, to process money. You could take myself, for example, right? I'm definitely not on the, the technical side of process mining, but still connected, you know, to the technology. Um, and we see many, you know, marketers, again, researchers, students, um, you know, people in sales. And I think people, if you think about different functions, even what I can gain from the community is hearing more about the business challenges that are being solved through um, you know, through process mining and then being able to use that in my own mind to think, okay, well, if this is the main problem that is, you know, is out there, um, how could we apply process mining, you know, to this particular area? And maybe it can even influence, you know, other uh, dimensions of process mining. So it's definitely from that perspective, you know, an, an open community. And we also welcome, you know, allies as well. We know that there are many, uh, you know, men, um, in in organizations that also are very motivated to elevate women. So we've had that question come up um, from time to time is can, you know, can men join the group? And I'd say if you're, if you're an ally, um, then absolutely. Um, you know, we need each other um, in this space. So um, if you're available and willing to help, then, uh, then the answer is yes. Great. So after, you know, since like creating this initiative and watching it grow, have you seen a noticeable change in the current work that you do based on everything that you've learned in your journey in women and process mining so far? That's a great question. Gabby, anything that comes to mind? Mm, I think, let me see, because it's as we just launched it this year, right, or just started it, I think it's a little bit too early to to see um, kind of the, the results, right? Or what is shaping, I'm honest. Um, um, but what I, what I can say definitely since we launched it, um, or we're doing this, we're getting so many positive, um, yeah, yeah, messages, right? And people were saying, oh my gosh, this is great what you're doing. And I think this was the right decision. And um, if you need to support, and even from, as also from men, not only women, mm -hmm. um, how can I help you um, with this initiative? So I think this is something what I could see already just uh, from starting this initiative in a community, right? Um, and, and it's just great because it's motivating. Um, and knowing that there's a team or people who would support you um, is, is, is great. And also we got a lot of um, yeah, positive messages from um, people who want to join, right? Who said, oh my gosh, I want to join your event. I want to uh, become a mentor. Um, I was waiting for that. I, I love that, right? Because it's, it's a new technology and it's a new team and community which is building up in general. And um, yeah, so I'm happy about that. Yeah. So I don't know, Christine, if you have anything else. But yeah, yeah. I think just um, what we hoped would happen, but has happened, and uh, which is just the positive, you know, response, and also uh, the willingness of uh, the women to come and speak um, or participate in these different meetups that we have, both being you know panelists or even when we did the in-person uh, gatherings, um, people were really honored. We asked for people to be 
you know, hosts at each table. And they were really honored to uh, be able to lead and facilitate some of these discussions. So I think um, people really want to play a part. And that's also part of just our desire for the community. Although we have a founding team, um, we know that there may be other ideas of ways in which um, there could be programs for these women. And so if, if there is that, we certainly welcome people to come in and approach the founding team and kind of share their vision and, and take an active role in bringing um, that part of it to life. So um, we don't want to be like restrictive or say it's just us because we just think that there's a, a lot of work to do. And the more um, hands that can be doing it, the better. So uh, speaking of more work, uh, what are the next plans and next steps you want to take your community to? I would say more uh, frequent gatherings of these these meetups. So as I mentioned earlier, we have a next gathering coming up here in about uh, August uh, 19th. And uh, so we'll be hearing from two, two women there and um, certainly the launch of the website and the mentor-mentee um, you know, relationship. But we also see in the future there could be opportunity for partnerships with academic um, you know, organizations, um, you know, again, recognizing women in a more formal fashion. Um, you know, we've seen in, in some other spaces these kind of most powerful women type of awards. So um, I think there's a lot that can be, uh, that can be done. Uh, now, uh, I have actually two more questions before we wrap the episode up. One would be, where can people go find out more about you? Where do they find find you? Or you said LinkedIn, uh, is there a specific name of the group? Uh, where can people just uh, join and, uh, you know, start engaging with you? Yes, I'll say there's three major ways that, that you can engage. You can certainly um, follow uh, the Women in Process Mining page on LinkedIn. So if you just Go to the search in LinkedIn and type in women in process mining. You'll find uh, that. You can also request to join the closed door LinkedIn group. Um, that's another dimension of this community. And then the third way would be through our website where you can um, sign up to be a mentor or a mentee. I think those are the, the first three ways that we recommend uh, people getting involved in the community. Mm-hmm. I'll be sure to also uh, communicate this to our internal Slack group and send all the women to you uh, because I know already that found it. Yes. Oh, they already found <laughs> it. Yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> and the website yes. I should mention is womeninprocessmining.com. So all right, uh, very straightforward. Yeah, we will sure also add the links on our LinkedIn website and uh, also to the website of our podcast. So uh, if you didn't Fantastic. get it, you will find it there. Um, and the final question, and that's really for both of you, and that would be, Uh, what advice would you give to women? And those are pro- probably, I would say any women, but possibly fresh out of universities or just uh, uh, wrapping up their university times and thinking about the professional career that are just starting or want to get into the field. Is there any recommendation, advice you would give them to give them a little uh, head start? Yeah, um, so definitely. So first of all, I would say speak up yourself really speak up don't be shy um go there in the field and and um yeah be in the front row basically right so um i would say you can do it and um to to motivate them and say um it's it's nothing is kind of too hard to do um um even if you kind of sometimes maybe feel alone or the only one or whatever everybody has a different motive behind but yeah speak up and and uh, don't be shy and go for it right um i think um there's there's a lot to come in the future definitely yeah and of course i want also to say if somebody is really interested they um they're all also i'm always happy to connect with um these with everybody who is interested to learn more about or um, who is interested in our community. So I would also definitely say, um, yeah, please feel, feel con- uh, free to, to contact us. Yeah. And then I think from my side, I, I think about, you know, maybe two, two things or words of advice. I think one would be around curiosity. So as you're entering uh, the workforce, stay curious Um, not only in the company that you're working with, the work that you're doing, but also the people that you work with. Um, I am uh, a huge believer in, you know, building relationships. And so as you stay curious with um, people, then you really increase your own knowledge. And that I think is a huge benefit 
um, again, to whatever you're doing. So I would say to stay curious. Again, don't be shy in, in asking. Um, you know, questions. And that's what I encourage, you know, when we have uh, interns that come on our team, um, I really encourage them to, to ask the questions because I think also asking questions helps to potentially, um, you know, change the course of, you know, what we're doing. Sometimes we just get stuck in our ways and someone says, why are you doing it this way? And not in a demeaning way, but it's just out of their curiosity and then you have a moment there to pause and say, why are we doing it this way, right? And that, that's, of course, could certainly apply to process mining, which is, you know, a lot of our processes were designed in a different era. And we're in a different time now that is so heavily reliant on, you know, digital technology and different ways in which we interact with our customers. And so it's okay that our processes would need to change or that something you know, would be broken or we don't have to do it the same way um, that we've always done. So I encourage people to, you know, be curious in that way, because I think it does help, um, you know, the organizations that we work for. And then the second piece would be to um, not feel threatened by other women. This is like a really strange uh, dynamic, you know, within women that sometimes um, people may feel that because there's not that many spots for women in technology, um, that maybe you have to be a certain way to get that spot and that there's not enough room for everyone there. And um, what I found more, you know, always is not approaching. When I hear about that, I'm just really disheartened. So um, that would be my encouragement is not to feel threatened by other women, but really look to learn from their strengths and band together um, to see how, again, you could advocate and bring more people forward with you um, rather than just trying to be yourself or advocate, you know, individually. Um, I think that can really help progress women forward um, in the technology field in general. Um, I would really end our episode on these words of wisdom. Um, Christine, Gabriela, thank you very, very much for, for coming to our show. It's been a pleasure and we are very happy and grateful that we can also help promoting your group, help promoting your initiative, because uh, I do indeed believe in it as well. So uh, thank you for coming. Thank, thank you so much. Us. Thank you. Uh, you, dear listeners, uh, thank you for listening. As usual, you can find any information about the show on the website, mindingyourbusinesspodcast.com. Uh, we are also very active on LinkedIn, or you can also drop us an email on mindingyourbusinesspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, we are always open for any recommendation, ideas, or any questions that you might have, and uh, we are always happy to answer those. So please stay tuned. If you like us, rate us off on, on any platform that you're listening to. And we will be looking forward to hear from you and be with you with the next episode of Minding Your Business Podcast. Thank you very much and bye-bye. Bye. -bye. bye.